Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Cruise Radio is supported by TripInsurance.com. Travel insurance policies for every budget. Get a quote today at TripInsurance.com. Broadcasting from the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. This is Cruise Radio. Hey, what's up? My name is Doug Parker. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of Cruise Radio. So happy to have you here, my friend. Uh, by the way, if you're not a fan of our Facebook page, head over to Facebook.com slash Cruise Radio and join the conversation. Uh, a lot of people fired up this week about two different things. Uh, the first thing being Carnival starting to charge for limited items on the room service menu on the ships. And the second thing, someone wrote a real scathing letter, uh, letter about cruising and how much they hate it. And uh, the responses are quite comical. So that can be found at Facebook.com slash Cruise Radio. Coming up on the show, listener Tom from New York City gives his review of his nine-night Eastern Caribbean sailing aboard Norwegian Jim. But uh, first, a lot of new cruise ships coming out in 2015 and 2016. And here to talk all about it is the Cruise Beat editor of TravelPulse.com, Teresa Norton Masick. Hello, Teresa. Hello, Doug. And, uh, you know, it wouldn't be right if we had you on and didn't talk about the weather in Chicago. So is it warming up a little bit? Yes, actually, right now it's in the 60s and it's sunny, even though this morning it was pouring rain. So you never <laughs> okay. know. Yeah, yeah, very good. Well, <laughs> we're recording this on Easter weekend. So shall we say let's hop right to it? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, new ships coming out. So it looks like we have, uh, for the first one, we have uh, Anthem of the Seas coming out a little later on this month. And if you're listening in the future, uh, we're recording this in April of 2015. So, Teresa, talk to us about Anthem of the Seas. Well, that's Royal Caribbean International's newest ship. And um, it is the sister ship of the Quantum of the Seas, which came out last year and caught everybody's attention with eye-popping features. You were on the Quantum of the Seas, right, Doug? I, well, yeah, I was. We went skydiving on there. That was pretty cool. Skydiving simulator. It has bumper cars. <laughs> yes. It has a robotic bartender. A circus school. <laughs> circus school. It has that North Star, the little glass pod that carries you up above the sea. So Anthem of the Seas is the second in this Quantum class, um, April 20th christening. 4,100 passengers. It's going to be christened in Southampton, England, and operate out of there for the summer of 2015. And then it's moving to Cape Liberty in Bayonne, New Jersey, in November of 2015. I know you were on Quantum of the Seas, but it wasn't finished yet, right? Yeah, I saw it in the shipyard and had the um, the preview there before it was done. So I got a good idea of it. I haven't seen the finished product yet. <laughs> that though. ship is so freaking cool. It's uh, I can't describe it. It's it's just like sensory overload everywhere you walk on that ship. From the back end of the 270 with the theater there to the North Star Pod, you know, 300 feet above sea level, and uh, they have these little tiny. I'm going to call them pods. They're like little teepees around the ship, and you can actually crawl inside of them. And I don't know if they're love nests or what, but I, I really <laughs> like them. <laughs> Well, what did you use it for, Doug? We actually taped the episode of Cruise Radio in one of those pods. Oh, did you now? Yeah. <laughs> it was me and two other men, so that was uh, <laughs> nothing happened except that. Uh, so anyways, I digress. Um, let's talk about the Godmother, because that was recently announced. 
Yes, it was, and they um, selected a British travel agent to serve as godmother of the Anthem of the Seas, 27-year-old Emma Wilby. She's also a singer in a military wives' choir in Scotland, so apparently she's going to perform a special song, too, during the, the christening ceremony. So I'll be there for that, so it should be interesting. Well, we're looking uh, forward to your boots-on-the-ground coverage over there in <laughs> Southampton. And let's move on to the Viking Star, which is Viking River Cruises Ocean Cruise brand. That's right, and their first ship is, is out any day now. Um, it's scheduled for a May 17th christening in Norway. Um, and this is a brand-new ocean cruise line, although, as you mentioned, it is the sister company to Viking River, which is building ships hand over fist. Um, I think they just christened another 10 or so. Um, in, in Europe. But anyway, Viking Star, it's, it's a very interesting cruise line. Um, this ship will accommodate about 930 passengers, so it falls into the smaller, mid-size, however you categorize your cruise ships. Um, it's going to be a Scandinavian style of a decor. It's going to have, believe it or not, I guess they like this up in Scandinavia, a snow grotto and a sauna. Okay. So you'll go into this snow grotto, they'll actually be snow falling, it'll be chilly, and then you run from there into the sauna. I think they do that up there in Scandinavia. Hmm, that's going to be fun, um, <laughs> I guess. Now, what makes Viking Star a little different is uh, it's a little inclusive, isn't it? Yes, it is. Um, so it falls into one of those, like, maybe you want to call it upper premium or upper deluxe um, category of a cruise ship. It includes, and your cruise fare includes shore excursions, beer and wine with lunch and dinner, it includes Wi-Fi, self-service laundry, things like that. Um, so you get a little bit more included. Um, and that's going to come out, it's going to sail in the Mediterranean primarily this year. So it should be interesting to see what that's like. Move on to Norwegian Escape. This is going to be a cool ship, going to be based in Miami. And uh, what can you tell us about it? Well, the Norwegian Escape is getting a lot of really cool, fun features. Um, first of all, the hull, Norwegian Cruise Line ships always have some kind of um, interesting, colorful design on the hull. This time they're partnering with Guy Harvey, who is a very well-known marine artist down there in Florida. He's going to paint all sorts of marine life on the side of the ship. So that'll be a very eye-catching feature. Um, just recently announced, Norwegian Escape is going to have a Margaritaville, mm -hmm. which is Jimmy Buffett's restaurant. You've seen them. They've been popping up around here and there. There's one on Grand Turk. So this will be the first seagoing Margaritaville restaurant. And believe it or not, Norwegian Escape is also going to have a snow room in the spa. That must be the hot trend in spas nowadays. Uh, Norwegian Escape will also have, which Norwegian is known for, a ropes course. It's going to be a three-level ropes course, and it's going to have a huge water park. So seven-day Caribbean cruises from Miami starting in November. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the escape, not only because of the Margaritaville bar and all of that, but also um, teaming up with a local uh, Miami brew house. So that's going to be fun, too. Uh, moving on here, Holland America. You know what I like about Holland America is, you know, they've always been referred to as your grandparents' cruise line, but uh, they're coming out with some concepts on the new ship, the Koningsdam, that's a lot different. And uh, it's not, I, I don't think you can call Holland America your grandparents' cruise line anymore. More. No, I don't think you can. Um, as a matter of fact, it's, that's the cruise line that has the Dancing with the Stars um, contest on all their ships, and they have some theme cruises with the stars from the TV show. That attracts a, a younger clientele in a lot of ways. Um, one of the coolest things they have, which they're also going to have on their new ship, which is coming out next April, April of 2016, the Konings Dam, is the B.B. King's Blues Club. 
Um, they have that on some of the other ships now, but they're going to have a dedicated space for it on Koenig's Dam. You know how people love the blues? And this is coming from B.B. King's Club on, in Memphis, mm-hmm. right on Beale Street. That's where the musicians come from. So they're also doing something with Billboard, the famous music magazine, which also does the Billboard charts. So they're going to have live musicians. They're going to be doing rock and roll um, hits. Um, they're also going to have something for a little quieter um, entertainment, Lincoln Center Stage for nightly chamber music. They're also adding some new restaurants on Koenig's Dam. We're going to have a French seafood restaurant, a farm-to-table dinner in the Culinary Arts Center, and they're redoing the Lido to have themed serving stations instead of the long buffet lines. Back to the B.B. King's Blues Club. That's really cool because, yeah, they have one in uh, Memphis, in Nashville, and this is going to be the eighth blues uh, blues club on the Holland America fleet because they have those on the, what's it, like the Euro Dam and the Western Dam and other ships right now. Right, exactly. And I saw them perform on the Wester Dam, and, um, and then one or two nights during each cruise, they do a full-blown show in the theater, which is awesome. Really gets the place rocking. And last but not least, Carnival Vista. Now, we were in New York City a couple of months ago when they did the big reveal, and uh, this is going to be a fun ship. Yes, it is. Carnival is known as the fun ship line, and this one's going to surpass it, I think. Um, this is coming out in May of 2016. What's most notable, I think, is the first IMAX theater at sea. And I think that's something that's going to be popular, don't you? Yeah. I mean, I, I'll, be, I'll be honest with you. Like, my roommate loves movies, and he loves to see them in IMAX. I've never seen one in my life. Have you? No, you know what? I haven't. <laughs> okay, this so... is why I think it'll be cool. Maybe I'll finally get to see right. something on IMAX. <laughs> But some of the other features on the Carnival Vista, they're going to have like this little ride thing where it sort of looks like a bike, but it's attached. Um, it's suspended in the air, and you pedal it around the top of the ship. That should be pretty cool. I That's going to be cool. Uh, one thing I'm really looking forward to are the food venues on this one. Oh, yeah. The seafood shack, right? Yes. Lobster roll. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love the seafood uh, concept because uh, one thing that, in case if you didn't listen to the show and didn't hear the broadcast from New York, when uh, Carnival basically set up a mock Carnival Vista in this big um, convention space, and we got to sample everything from the Red Frog Rum Bar to the sushi place to the ice cream place, and they wanted everybody to go to each different kiosk and try the beer or the food or whatever. But I never moved from the seafood shack because it's like (laughs) lobster rolls, clam chowder, clam strips. And like, yeah, I'm not going to spend $50 a plate in New York City for dinner. I'm going to eat right here. Exactly. And I think that'll be popular. You know, it's something like I'm in Chicago. We can't get lobster rolls here. So it's fun to think you can go on on the Carnival Vista and have lobster rolls. And those family rooms look really cool, too. Yeah, and some of them even have their own private lanais. You know, I think that's what they're calling them, lanai staterooms, if I'm not mistaken. But, you know, your own little private patio there. Um, and there's also room for five people to sleep in those family staterooms. So that's kind of cool. Hmm. So tell us, when is this ship going to debut and where are we going to see it? Well, it's coming out in May 2016 in the Mediterranean. It'll come to New York in November of 2016, but just for a, a few short cruise, a few cruises, and then it moves Miami where it will stay year round. It gets to Miami in December of 2016. Well, it's certainly going to be a busy uh, 12 to 14 months for the cruise industry. No, it sure is. Which one are you most looking forward to? Well, I look forward to all of them, Doug. Don't you? <laughs> That's very diplomatic. <laughs> I love it. Um, if we're, if we're going to go in order here, 
Oh, wow. I don't really know what I'd say, actually. I'm like scrolling down the iPad looking at all the, li- the list here. Everything has something unique, so I'm going to go with you and be diplomatic because it's like choosing which one's, which is your favorite kid. You can't do that. Exactly. I don't even There's have kids, to- and I can't do that. <laughs> well, I don't have any either, so there we go. These are our kids. Maybe we should have kids. <laughs> But they all have something unique, something innovative, something, you know, very creative. So there's something to look forward on every single one of them. I've been talking with Teresa Norton-Massick, the cruise editor at TravelPulse.com. Teresa, always a pleasure talking to you. Always a pleasure joining you, Doug. If you missed any part of the show or want to hear more, go to cruiseradio.net and click on Radio Channel. Or go to iTunes and search Cruise Radio. Follow us on Twitter at Cruise Radio. A big question we get at Cruise Radio is, how do I know if I need trip insurance? Simple answer. If you're getting on a plane, taking a road trip, or getting on a cruise ship, you need to have travel insurance. Hey, it's Doug Parker for my friends at TripInsurance.com. Not, not only does TripInsurance.com protect your vacation investment, but it also gives you a peace of mind in case anything were to go wrong on your trip. How do they do it? They offer three different types of trip insurance policies. Good, better, and best. One policy for every vacation budget. But it doesn't just stop there. They're up to 40% lower when you shop around on other comparison sites. Plus, TripInsurance.com offers 24-hour customer support before, during, and after your trip, online claims assistance, and travel alerts to let you know what's going on at your destination. But find out for yourself. Check out TripInsurance.com. For over 42 years, Park West Gallery has introduced over 1.3 million people to fine art. Here's what actual customers are saying. I've been collecting with Park West five, six years now. Six years. Nine years. Ten years. Everybody we meet at Park West makes you feel comfortable. You're part of their family. It is an exciting and fun experience. It is enjoyable, uplifting. Park West has been so kind to us. Park West makes us excited to spend money on art. To find out more about Park West Gallery, visit parkwestgallery.com or go to cruiseradio.net and click on the Park West Gallery icon. From the Space Coast to the West Coast, this is Cruise Radio. We always like getting your cruise reviews. If you have one you'd like to submit, just email comments at cruiseradio.net like Tommy did up there in New York City. He just got back from a nine-night Eastern Caribbean sailing aboard Norwegian Cruise Line's Norwegian Gym, and he joins us today. Hello, Tommy. How you doing, Doug? Good, good, good. So uh, let's talk about your sailing on Norwegian Jim. And before we get to the actual ship itself, let's hear a backstory. Why did you decide to take this nine-night sailing on Norwegian Jim? It's actually pretty interesting. We actually were originally booked on the Quantum of the Seas for the 21st of March. Mm-hmm. And uh, to be honest with you, we were really excited about going on that trip. It was pretty expensive. We were okay with it because it was uh, you know, a brand-new ship, and we were pumped to get on it. And it was four of us that were sailing together. Uh, what did happen was, though, they started changing this itinerary a bunch of times, and it, was, it got kind of annoying. The Royal Caribbean site was going down a bunch of times, and I, I guess it's a new ship. You, you deal with a couple of kinks, this and that. But it went from, like, um, three, uh, three ports, then they actually changed it to two nights in San Juan and one in Labadee. So uh, then they changed it to just two nights, two, and the rest were all sea days. We happened to just check and look over to the Norwegian side and see that they were starting at 660 bucks for uh, just the, this the, uh, 
cruise that was two days longer with four islands, and we were really pumped about getting to some, you know, nice islands. And I know sometimes it's all about the ship, but we were pumped about the islands. So we did that, and we actually ate half of our um, fee for uh, Quantum. We basically put it towards the gym. If you add up what we ate plus how inexpensive the gem was, we basically broke even, and we, we got we got what we thought would be a better overall cruise. Nice. Now, not to get too much into it, but uh, was it even you know Royal Caribbean switched the itinerary on you? You still couldn't get money back? You know, actually, I kept fighting and fighting and fighting. Mm-hmm. We couldn't get more money back, but they were, after a long fight, I did get a call, and they did give us $300 towards a future cruise. Okay. No cash, though. So okay. well, I took it. Yeah, there you go. So let's talk about Norwegian gym. Then and uh, we'll start with embarkation. How was embarkation there? Out of uh, what is it, Pier 88 in New York? Absolutely, it's like right off of uh, 50, 59th Street. It's mm-hmm. a simple drive for us. We just hop in a cab and go right over. Very, very simple. And uh, what were your first impressions of Norwegian Gym? You know, the first impressions I had been on it before. Uh, they made a couple of changes. They were supposed to do a dry dock, I think, in November, but they put that off. So then they they opted to make some changes while they were actually still sailing. I heard. Mm-hmm. Um, but I loved it. You know what I love about Norwegian? It's actually kind of funny, but uh, all the other cruise lines, they're very uh, strict with the safety drill. Norwegian, it's very casual. You go sit in a restaurant, and the guy just kind of basically talks for about 10 minutes. Here's how you work the uh, life vest, and then you're on your way. So <laughs> um, overall, I like the gem. It's a it's a basic ship. It's a simple ship, and it's a, uh, I guess by comparison, it's kind of like on the older side mm-hmm. as far as most ships. But um, I like it. It's very well maintained, um, and it uh, it's a, it's a, it's a great trip. I love it because uh, you know, like it's, it's what, the other thing that turned me off about the quantum is trying. You gotta you, and I, and I guess I guess you know it is what it is, but. I cruise because of the simplicity of it. You like to go on vacation. You like to kick your feet up, and you want to go to a show. You don't. You go to a show. If you don't, you don't. You want to book something. The whole freestyle, uh, you know, I guess policy by Norwegian is what definitely kind of attracted us more to that cruise too. I hated the fact that you had to pre-book everything, and half the time the website wasn't working, and then yeah. Um, you know, so I, I love the gem, and the first impressions were just as they were the last time. I, I mean, over, overall, nice, clean, good, fun ship. Now, let's talk about the stateroom. So, first off, what kind of stateroom did you have, and what were your impressions of it? We had a balcony. The one thing about Norwegian, I guess the staterooms are a little smaller. Um, it's a little, it was a little tight, um, but I, you know, they're very clean, very nice, and the uh, balcony w- was nice. The balcony, I, I guess I had read some stuff uh, on Cruise Critics saying that the gem was showing her age a little bit. I didn't see it until I got on that balcony, and uh, there definitely was some rust along the uh, railings and some rust along the piping that runs along the top. Honestly, Doug, it affected me zero. We had a great time, but, uh, if, you know, we're going to nitpick. That was uh, right. <laughs> well, I want to yeah. ask you about that, too. Um, you said you read it on Cruise Critic. Now, do you tend to go on Cruise Critic and read a ton of reviews about the ship, or do you just read a couple? Like, what is your angle of attack for this? I run a restaurant mm-hmm. for a living, and uh, <laughs> I am very, very well trained to take reviews okay, with a grain good. of salt. Okay. <laughs> but I absolutely do. I look at them because, you know what, I just kind of read, try to read between the lines a little bit. If somebody says this is the worst cruise I've ever had, you know, sometimes people have an axe to grind and you can read between the lines and <laughs> totally. see what they're saying. So. Yeah, they're so subjective. So uh, let's, yeah, exactly. uh, let's talk about Norwegian's dining because uh, about 15 years ago, Norwegian Cruise Line came out with freestyle dining. It's basically eat when you want, where you want. So what were your impressions of Norwegian Jim's dining? I loved everything about it. I loved absolutely all things, the variety, the times you can come and go. You can kind of wear what you want, this and that. 
that I listened to somebody reviewed the uh, I think the Jewel a little while ago on your show. Mm-hmm. They, they they nailed it spot on. It's oh, it's just good food. You know what I mean? It's not going to be an over the top dining experience. You're not going to get any culinary innovations or anything like that. It's good, decent food, and you know maybe on the next cruise I go on, I'll want that over the top food experience because I do love you know you know some good food. But you know the gem to me for what we were looking for in this cruise had way way more redeeming qualities. Uh, to bail itself out, but the food is not necessarily why you're going on the gym. The variety is great. The fact that you can get Italian, Brazilian, steak, French, I mean, that's great. That's cool. The, uh, of course, everybody loves the um, hibachi. None of it's going to blow you away, to be honest. Did you do any specialty restaurants? Yeah, we did the Brazilian steakhouse. Do not go there uh, on a full stomach. Mm-hmm. They will overpower you with food. Okay. <laughs> but we also did the um, hibachi as well, and we did... Uh, La Cucina, the Italian. I didn't do the steak. I'm a big time steak guy, and mm-hmm. I had I did do Cagney's on a cruise before on the gem, and it was okay. You know, it's 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 not you know when you when you live in Midtown and work in Midtown Manhattan, and you're surrounded by six or seven of the best steakhouses in the world. You know, I'm not going to necessarily get blown away by anything that they're doing <laughs> in there. So, but I, it, it was all good. It was all very. Uh, the service was great, and it was very convenient. But you know, it just like I said, didn't blow you away. How was the uh, How was the hibachi? I loved it. We actually were dining uh, for lunch, and that's the second time I did that. We did it on the last sea day for lunch, mm-hmm. and uh, the um, the cruise director director was actually dining with us. He had to leave like 16 times. It's, it's hysterical. He, uh, <laughs> you know, it's funny. The, the, the chef is like everything he does is like, uh, you know, he makes a snake out of the uh, out of the out of the eggs and goes, look, Japanese snake. Uh, he makes like a, a heart out of the rice. Look, it's a Japanese heart. Then he does the thing with the egg where he throws it and tries to catch it on his head. He totally messed it up and it landed right on the grill and, and splattered. And he looks up at all of us and goes, Japanese mistake. <laughs> <laughs> so we got a kick out of it. It was great. It was good. It was good food. It was, it was uh-huh. you know, it was entertaining again, but it was, you know, nothing, nothing, uh, culinary over the top, but it was good. Okay, yeah. let's move on here and talk about entertainment. Uh, what were your impressions of the entertainment aboard Norwegian Gym? Yeah. All right. Just for all you, I do listen to your show all the time. And for all your you. listeners, I am, uh, I'm not like the typical uh, reviewer, you know, with all the respect. Everybody's kind of like very refined and f- mostly family like this and that. To be honest with you, Doug, we go on there looking looking to get after it a little bit mm-hmm. and uh, kind of be on the party end of it. So, And the gem to me, out of all the other cruises that I've, I've been on and the ones I've heard about, the gem to me kind of caters uh, a lot to that. They know how to throw a party. One of my favorite things, they I think they have the – best sail away deck parties leaving leaving san juan they pump up the music they get it going and you know we're already kind of you know (laughs) feeling pretty good good from being on the island so (laughs) it's a blast and between that the white party um I don't really like. Have you have you been to Bliss? Bliss is a little creepy for me with all the beds and the uh, statues, and it's a little weird in there for me. But I love the Spinnaker Room, and I love the uh, the deck and everything like that. As far as the shows, I don't do the shows so much because you know if you if you're a cruiser, how many times are you gonna you know listen to those decade shows with all yes. the you know orchestra versions of uh, Get Down Tonight and Groove Tonight and this and that? I get it. So I don't really go through those so much anymore. But um, I will say this: the the musical entertainment. Just the regular bands, uh, Kenosis, the band, Billy the Piano Guy, and the reggae band Uprising. I don't know what, for whatever reason, they are the th- those three roving bands entertainers are three of the best I've seen at sea. I think they're phenomenal. They're really cool. They hang out after their sets. We had a great time with them, and they're 
absolutely over-the-top talented. Let's talk about the sea days, because one thing that defines a ship is how it behaves during the sea days as far as the inside flow and outside flow. And I know this was going from uh, New York City to the uh, Eastern Caribbean, so you had a few days at sea there. So how did the ship behave at sea? Well, I'll say a couple of things. First, our sea days are mostly... Um dedicated uh, to uh, Corona and mm-hmm. uh, shots of Jim Beams. So we have a blast all day by the pool. We're kind of relaxing. Actually, we are uh, the girl we were with named Marie. She was a finalist in the Miss Bicep competition. Nice. So that was fun. And we're just kind of like, well, you know, roaming the ship, making friends. And, uh, you know, I know there's a lot of stuff on the um, Freestyle Daily that we could be doing. We don't really get into the bingo so much and the let's make a deal stuff. And we didn't really do too much of that. We just really kind of made our own fun. And between the bands, like I was uh, alluding to earlier, it's just it's just a great environment to do that. And we, I mean, there's probably a lot to do. And I think there is. And as far as if you're looking for, you know, the art auctions and everything like that, it's all over the place. Um, they have that big Wii thing, you know, the, the big mm-hmm. screen in the main, the main lobby. But for us, we just really kind of, you know, enjoyed ourselves, had some drinks and found like-minded people like us and kind of spent most of the time at that um What's that? The, the the bar that's right of uh, the bar that's right over the Lido deck. Is it the Sky uh, Bar? Out, yeah. So we we kind of made off on the sea sea days were great. We loved them. Nice. Did you uh, experience any like areas of congestion during the sea days? No, no. no? Everything cool. was pretty pretty free flowing. Oh, what that? What I did want to say is, uh, I've you know this probably what is my ninth to tenth cruise I'll say, and um, I've never experienced. I've seen the YouTube videos, but I've never experienced the rolling that we had on the way back. Oh, wow. The thing was being thrown. I would, we were sitting at a bar, and to the point where things, the, the liquor fell off the shelf. Oh, wow. Um, it, was actually, it was actually the first time I was like, whoa, this is a little uncomfortable, but that lasted maybe an hour and a half, two hours, and then it was just back to the regular. But the last sea day, we, we had some serious rolls. Nice, yeah. Well, what, what ports did you hit on this nine-night Eastern Caribbean itinerary? We did uh, San Juan, which I've been to a bunch of times, and we just basically did the same room. We had a couple of first-timers with me, so I did the same room. We just ate, you know, ate quick, and then uh, went to the forts, and I discovered this uh, food truck, though, on the way back from the fort this time that I recommend. They have a sandwich called Tre Plata, and it's... Uh, I had never heard of it, uh, but it was it was delicious. You get the uh, it's like a chopped steak. It's got uh, pork shoulder and ham mm. with uh, Swiss cheese and like mayo, mustard, ketchup. The works on it, and it's a food truck. They just bang them out. The line was huge, but it was worth it. It was delicious. So um, that was that. Um, and then we went to um, St. Thomas, which I have a tradition. We do. I get up before everybody, so we get up. I go to this place called Badass Coffee. It's right on the port. If you mm-hmm. keep walking and make a left when you come out, it's uh, it, it's a, it's like a Hawaiian coffee place. It's delicious. Then I go to Hooters to wait for my crew to wake up, <laughs> catch a cab, and do a mountaintop bar crawl. So we hit every observatory. We basically just have like, I mean, if you're going up the mountain, if you've ever done it, I recommend it. You go up the mountain, and you're shooting up the side of the mountain. You're having a blast. The music's going, and you stop at one observatory, and each one is more beautiful than the next. Each each one of them has a gift shop and a banana daiquiri bar at the top of them. And then we come down and we end up on, on a beach somewhere. We go for a quick swim and then we're back on the ship. That's St. Thomas. Um, St. Martin, similar thing. I got up early. I uh, took a tour, hitched up with this group of people that were doing a tour because uh, my friends were sleeping again. Took a three-hour kind of island tour. Found out some interesting stuff with the dynamic between the French and the Dutch. Enjoyed it. Then woke my crew up. Then we went to a beach, got a couple of jet skis. We're at beach near the, um, near the near the port. I guess it's Great Bay or something? Yeah, yeah, Great Bay, I believe. That's what it's called. 
Yes, we got we got jet skis there, and then you know we I went by Orient. I saw everything. I went to the French boat. They did, they missed all that stuff, but then we caught like three or four hours at Great Bay and had a good time over there. And then Tortola, we did uh, the Virgin Gorda baths, and that was very very nice experience as well. Let's wrap this up here. And uh, do you have any first time tips for people who are sailing or maybe considering Norwegian gym? If you're a drinker like we are, we, you know, the old trick, just make sure if you don't know it already, just find your two or three bartenders, give them a nice big tip in the beginning, and you will get served first, and you will get served heavy. Do not go to Moderno on an empty stomach. That's pretty much it. I loved the right. gym. It was a great time, and we enjoyed, we enjoyed the heck out of it. What are your final thoughts? A Norwegian gym is for you if... The Norwegian Gem is for you if you're looking to have complete freedom, be able to come and go, old school style cruising versus having to, you know, book everything in advance and having to subject and pay for these over-the-top gimmicks that you're really not going to use. Um, if you're a family, definitely family-friendly with SpongeBob was everywhere. Um, I think the gem, like I said, the ship itself is not going to blow you away with the most latest and recent innovations in cruising. But for simplicity and for the definitely for the price and the itineraries, definitely the New York, the, the Norwegian gem out of New York is a is a good is a good option for you. Very good. We've been talking with Tommy up there in New York City, and uh, you mentioned it earlier. And uh, I've given you a plug before on your restaurant up in New York City because I had a I had too good of a time there a couple of months ago. But uh, tell the audience where you work and what kind of restaurant you have there in case you have any pre or post cruisers in the city. Absolutely, we're about maybe like a ten minute cab ride from the pier. So we're at fifty first between fifth and sixth in the heart of uh, Rockefeller Center, directly across from Radio City Music Hall. We're the only uh, restaurant. Restaurant in New York City, bar, nightclub, restaurant, whatever you want to call us, with a mechanical bowl. Uh, Tex-Mex style food, good margaritas, uh, good burgers, good bar food, and uh, a great time uh, from lunch, happy hour, and late night. Yes, yes, I can, I can vouch for late night. What's the, what's the name of the restaurant called again? Johnny Utah. Johnny Utah's, and your website? www.johnnyutahs.com. Yeah, we'll also link to that in the show notes. Tommy, my friend, always a pleasure uh, seeing you and uh, talking to you, and we'll talk soon. Thanks again for being on the show. Absolutely. Thank you, Doug. Cruise Radio is produced weekly at the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. Hear Cruise Radio on iHeartRadio, the Stitcher Radio Network, Overseas Radio Network, iTunes, or at CruiseRadio.net. For sales and marketing opportunities, email sales at CruiseRadio.net. I'm your announcer.